Hey everybody, welcome to Read This, Read That. I'm Jackie Reed. And I'm Joanne Reed. Oh boy, ready for another episode. Yes. How was your week? Let's wind down. Let with us wind some... down. What are we drinking first it's of all? It's the prisoners again. Oh, the prisoner. Is it the prisoner or prisoners? It's, I believe it's the prisoner. Just one. One yeah. prisoner. One prisoner. Clink. Clink. Thank Cheers. Prisoners. All right, so wind it on down, Joanne. How was your week? Well, it's been a... So this has been... It's that time of year when it's multiple birthdays. My two Tauruses. Delicious. Yeah. We have two Taurus birthdays in the house. We have a prom (laughs) coming up. um, And we have two graduations. So the whole house is sort of focused on... It's like celebration phase. Well, I need an eye check real quick on the baby, Miles. Well, the the baby is going to prom next week, so he is prom ready. But the eye is better? His eye is much okay, better. Okay, just checking in. Yeah, and he actually has to text me soon because he had a 3 o'clock eye appointment. He was supposed to text me and tell me how it went, and he didn't. Okay. So I need him to update me. Um, They still have to decide if they want to do any surgery on the bones that he broke. Oh, um, It's healing, but... You know, they just want to make sure to see if he needs it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he still has some vision loss in that eye. Tell him Auntie Jackie says wear a patch to the prom and make it even more memorable. So I wanted to get him like a bedazzled eye patch yes. like Nick Fury, but he's not into it right now. You know, he, they're very vain at that age. He's 18. Yeah. So, so at first he was like, yeah, I'm going to be Nick Fury. But now he's like backing off the eye patch. I might still get him one. Get him one. Just, just in because, case. You know, yeah. if he doesn't do it for prom, he could always do it with his cap and gown. Yeah. Because that would be boss. Yes, boss it down, would be. Go ahead and graduate with that eye patch like Nick Fury. He's going to look back on this if he doesn't do it and regret it. Ma's going to thank Auntie Jackie. He's yes, going to be he like, is. Auntie Jackie, you were right. Might be dazzled, eye patch, and Jackie will be dazzled something now. You know I will. Jackie will take it and make it hot. I mean, he <laughs> will love it. Maybe I need to show him pictures of your bedazzled cast yes. from the past so that he would know you could really make it from work. From my foot, hand, and arm. You literally bedazzled your whole body. <laughs> okay, but finish, but finish. Your yeah, family. So we got that. And then Jason's birthday. So we we drove down to Maryland for Jason's birthday. Um, did a little road trip. Um, and so that was cool. And um, I actually, this year, I bought him a present. And it, it, he, he liked it. Like, you know, when you get a, a present, you're never really quite sure, right? If you get clothes, mm-hmm. it, can, it doesn't always work. So, I got so you my, all don't tell each other what to buy for No. Him. And oh, that's okay. the thing is, is, if I ask Jason what he wants, he usually says, whatever you want. Oh. Which gives me nothing, right? right so I have right. no idea. So I just try to find something. <laughs> I've done some good presents. Like one year, I bought him a piece of artwork that he loves. And he's still hanging in the house. You know, you, it's hit or miss. Yeah. Um, this time it was a hit. I bought him this great bag. You know, he's, you know, men are now, men are carrying like cool bags now. Yeah. yeah. And this is like a bag that goes over one shoulder. Is it but it's like, like a like man macho. purse? No, it's very macho. It's like got um like these leather bits to it. You know, men have compartments and stuff. Yeah, so you yeah, carry yeah. all kind of stuff. It's yeah. like a nice to me bag. Yeah. Ooh. So I got him, yeah, it's a beautiful bag. Very nice. Very nice bag. And what about the baby you have birthday? Days and then um, and your then, middle child right, and, and then the Winston, oldest is graduating. Exactly. So Winsom just had her birthday. So, the, you know, we have the two Tauruses, wow. Winsom and then Jason are the two Taurus people. So they had their birthdays back to back. And then Miles is coming up with his um, graduation and prom. And then Jamar, the middle guy, um, is back to work because, you know, he works on Broadway. He's doing his ushering. He has now met Lin-Manuel Miranda. He's worked on the Donna Summer show. Like, this dude is, like, meeting more celebrities. I think he met Justin Timberlake last week. What? Because everyone comes to these shows. Yeah. So, so Jamar works at, you know, all the big... He, he did Cats. Nice. He did a couple days of Hamilton. That's a great job to have it's for someone his job. age, right? And the thing is, is that most ushers are much older. Mm-hmm. So, he's this young usher who wants to... He wants to be on Broadway. So it's the perfect sort of place for Jamar to be because he's in the world he wants to be in. He's getting to know the actors. He's getting to know the crews. And he's he's watching them. Yeah, he's He's watching all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's, you know, he's doing his singing lessons and he's got this beautiful bass voice. And so he's like literally in his element right now. Yeah. Jamar's living his best life now. Nice. So middle son is really all set. We just got to get everybody else together. We got to get the youngest and the oldest all graduated and, and off to their thing. But yeah. yeah, so this has been like a celebratory period. Things are, it's, it's oh, a good, good swing. How about you, lady? Wind down. What's Girl, you got going on? listen, I have got to focus on my old lady parts. <laughs> you always come with a wine spitter. Don't make me spit this wine out. This is good I wine. said it for those of you who are not in the room, and she was sipping her wine. Literally had a mouthful of, of wine. Let me explain. It almost was all over the table. Let me say. Let me explain what old lady parts are. Please do. These are the parts of your body, particularly a woman's body, that if you don't really take care of them, they will make you look old. Like they, they'll age you. Let me mm. let me give you examples. Okay. That area right above your elbow. 
the little wrinkly the little, elbow part. The wrinkly elbow part. Like if you don't work that muscle, right. I don't know if it's the tricep or it's the tricep. Yeah. If you don't work that, then it sags. Yes, it does. And it makes you look old. Okay, let me above the knee. Little wrinkly above the knee. Wrinkle above the knee, right? If you don't work that muscle, yeah. that quadricep or whatever it is. Yeah. If you don't work that, if you don't keep that tight, right. then it droops and Ooh. then it wrinkles. Oh. So these are old lady parts. And then the thing, these are your back fat. I was just going to say. Back fat can make you look old. That is the candle wax. I call that the dripping candle wax. Yes. It's dripping down the back and you wear a cute dress and from the front you look good. And when you turn around, you've got these like little folded yes. bits in the back. Yes. That's yeah. why you got to wear the full well, spanks. You, you got to do gotta two wear the spanks full sometimes. Spank, but you got to wear the spanks up the back, not just on the bottom. That's you got to wear back. a body, a body suit body spanks. spanks. Yes, you and do. then you got to watch where your bra hits. Right. Because you got to pull your bra you down. Right. If, if you pull it down, then it won't gather. That's a good point because the thing that I hate is that the spank and the bra where it meets is another lump. See, that's why you got to get the one piece. You got to do the one piece. Yeah, my mom is a one piece. But see, the problem is see, I can't get a one piece spanks because I, have, I don't have big enough boobs. So they make them for people with fuller breasts. They need to make a spank one piece with a bra let me, that's got in my bra size. Girl, let me... With, with a push-up and padding. I don't know why you don't hang out with me because you know they have the um, spanks where it comes up on your shoulders like a like a one piece, yeah. but the bra area is cut out. So there's oh, nothing Oh, I have here. one of those. I do yeah, have one of those. Yeah, so you those can wear great. your bra. And then you wear your bra. Yes. That's a good idea. That's what you See, have I to have. I have one of those, but the problem with the, the one piece that I have, mm -hmm. it's got this boning it really keeps you in. Oh. But the boning shows through depending on what you're wearing. So yeah. if you're wearing like a sweater dress, yeah. it's not helpful because Don't you get can the see boning. the ribbing you gotta on the side. You got to get one without. Yeah. You got to get, get a smooth one. Yeah. I, gotta, yeah. I, need, a, I do, need to do a new round of Spanx shopping. Yeah. And then the booty. You got to watch the booty drop. Oh, the booty drop is You got to keep when that. When you lose weight, the booty drop happens. It drops. Yeah. It happens. We and you're doing, that. you're jumping rope and something. You're like, who's in here clapping? <laughs> and it's your booty slapping against <laughs> the back clapping? of oh, your thigh. Me. Who's clapping? My booty. And not the kind of booty clap you not want. Not the good kind. A bad booty clap. <laughs> not a strip club booty no. clap. No, the other kind. Because that's like a horizontal booty clap. This is a vertical booty clap. This is clap. a vertical. It's vertical drop. Yes. And when you say drop it like it's hot, no, drop it like it's not hot. Like it's not hot. Like it's old. So I have a question for you. Because what? What, most of those, I kind of know what you can do. Right. But the elbow thing really is, what do, What can you do about you it? You have to do those exercises that focus on those triceps. So you got to like get in, you know, um, oh, on the a chair bench sit. and do the chair the dips, best. the dips, and those then take like everything. a 15 pounder or a 20 pounder in one hand and take and it back top, like that. Yeah, hammer. take it back, the hammer. Yeah, I guess that's what, girl, yeah. I don't know what these things are called. I just know to do them. Well, you know, the good thing about the dips things, because if you don't have to, like, I don't have time to go to the gym. Yeah. The dips, you can literally get up and as you're you know, going you to the bathroom to do your brush your teeth and wash your yes. face, hit the side of that tub. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. 20 dips. It's not Girl, hard. Girl, listen, when you're on the toilet, maybe you're having a little bowel movement <laughs> and it's taking dips. a minute. Dips. Do some dips. And That'll loosen it right on. It'll loosen it. Move you. Right, it'll move you. Move you and improve your elbow Yes, structure. at the same time. At you have to multitask. Time. You have to multitask. Have to and you multitask. have to have something in your room that you can lift or that can be your exercise thing, right? You do, let me tell you, I have little things all over my apartment. Um, it, it Every room has something yeah. that can... I have a, a Susan Lucci Pilates chair Ooh, yes. that I got off the shopping network. Yes. I have a little stepper that I got somewhere one time that just stays in one place. It's such a great workout. So when I'm watching my television shows or whatever, I can do that. So, yeah, I'm just trying to be mindful, particularly mindful of these parts because I'm not trying to look, you know... Before, because Older. listen, one thing about, you know, black people, we got uh, oppression, uh, <laughs> enslavement, uh, discrimination. Yeah. People called uh, the police on us when we're barbecuing, standing around, well, being outside, being in Starbucks. Yeah. However, pretty much eternal youth. Yes. We did get. Yeah. So, so God said, you know what? Let me, in the face. Let me give them one thing. In the face. So in the face, mm -hmm. black people, you never know how old we are. No, but your body will tell. But your body will tell on you if you're not careful. Right. Because black don't crack in the face. In the face. But the body. But the body. It sags. Mm -mm. So you got to get it together. Get keep it, it together. Tight. Keep yes. it tight. Keep it right. Yes. Ugh, it's a I very can't. good point. It is. And, and the thing is, is that wine doesn't help. No, it doesn't. So you have to counteract that as well, because we are not going to stop drinking wine. No, just drink more water, because it just dehydrates you. But right. we drink the red wine today is what we're drinking, which is good for your and heart. It is good for you. It helps you live long so we're, and prosper. You know, yeah, we we're, love it. We're working on it. 
Let's move on to some topics. Let's talk about Fear the Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're an episode behind. I you am. did not see the episode, and you don't want me to give it away, so I'm going to talk around it. Okay. You didn't see the episode that pretty much everyone is calling not only their favorite Fear the Walking Dead episode, but their favorite of the whole Walking Dead franchise. Oh. And they are and it 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 featured John Dory, um, you know, who's pay, played by Garrett Dillahunt. He's a new actor, the the, the gunslinger, right. Texas guy. It was his backstory. Okay. And the backstory of the woman. Remember he's looking for the woman <clears throat> with the gun that he gave to right. her. He's in search of her. So it's how they met. Okay. Um, and how they fell in love. And when I say this episode, Joanne, will make you fall in love with this man. He is now my favorite what? The character. Gunslinger? Yep. He is my favorite character because, you know, he's he's so sweet. Yeah. Um, and a little goofy. Mm-hmm. Of course, he's handsome Mm -hmm. and he's tough. You know what I mean? He knows how to handle himself in a zombie apocalypse. Right. Um, And and he's his heart is open, as you'll see it in this episode. Okay, He falls in love with this woman. And it is uh, it is. Is she the same woman that we meet in? It's Dharma. It's Dharma. Dharma Dharma from Dharma and Greg. Yeah, from Dharma and Greg. But her name, they know her. And we we find out that Laura, the woman he's looking for and Naomi Naomi, the mm-hmm. woman that they hook up with, are the same woman. Okay. And um, he finds out from them that she's dead. Oh. But we get the backstory of We've, right. how they met. Okay. Um, and I hate that you haven't seen this because I really want to talk about how mad I am at her. Because this man, girl, you got to see it. He has the best living situation ever. I mean... He's got the greatest setup. I don't know why he left. Well, I do know why he left, but... <clears throat> oh, so we get the backstory. So I like him. No, I still and, don't know why he left. I take that back. Yeah, so they're... The, the Gunslinger and and uh, Morgan... Morgan. ...are my reason for continuing to watch, because as you know, I'm very upset that they killed Nick. Right. He was my favorite character on Fear the why. Walking Dead. I he don't know why you're still mourning this. For. And I, I cannot, He was all over the place. But I know, but he at least... He understood what was happening in the world. We talked was about able this. To make he it did work. it. He was high all the time and wearing an old, old man clothes. Clothes. I know, but the reason that I liked him is he had a survival instinct that was that made sense. Like his sister did dumb things. He never did anything outwardly stupid. Now at the end they changed his character. At first he was walking among the zombies. He was really Which like was he was so out annoying. there, right? But I liked the fact that he was proactive and smart. And then they But they he left him his off. family. Because they were crazy and dumb. I oh, would have left them too. Not. I just can't. I can't stand his family. You've got to get caught up. So you got two episodes. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save you from all the wonderful things that now happened. Now let me ask you a question. Is Negan still rolling around in Walking Dead? Because I'm going to stop watching it if they don't get rid of Negan. Listen, let me tell you this though. The Walking Dead creators, um, they're, they're making a shift. They're seeing what's happening on Fear. They've got a new showrunner. Or they're shifting some things around. I don't want to say they got rid of Scott Gimple. Right. Um, I think he's still involved, um, but they, they, they're they changing some things for the next season, for season nine. Okay. And I think it's based on the success of what we're seeing with Fear the Walking Dead. So yeah. I wouldn't give up just yet. Just like y'all people out there, you know who you are, didn't want to watch Fear. And now it's the best one out there. I was one there. of you. I was one of you. Don't, yes. don't, don't, don't let Jackie shade you because I was among you and I hated that show. But now it's the best but one. But now it's the better one because only for one reason. Negan. I can't stand Negan. Yeah. I don't want to watch him. I'm not interested in his back, so I don't want to hear why he named his bat Lucille. I don't care. I just <laughs> detest the character and all of the saviors. And I only find it satisfying when they're offing the saviors. Right. When they're trying to humanize in mass them. numbers. Yeah, and they never do off them in mass numbers because for some reason, Rick, who is supposedly a police officer, yeah. cannot shoot. And whenever he attempts to shoot the saviors, he misses. He was in a coma. He always misses. Listen, what? here's what The Walking Dead needs to get back to. And it, it, this is what this season of fear does so beautifully. It gives you the walkers back. They haven't. This last episode, they have a scene at a water park, mm-hmm. a water park. Mm-hmm. Girl. Wait until you see this. It is so good. Okay. It will have you on the edge of your seat. 
Okay. And that's the thing that they said they were going to do with this season. They were going to give you walkers with stories. Like they're in this area because this happened. And it was the last thing that happened. So you're oh, kind of figuring so out what happened to the walkers right. before they die. Oh, see, I love that. Yeah. But see, that's what the, I, I do feel like Fear the Walking did. You can see that they're different writers. It's so and different. And it's been revamped and yes. rebooted. And yeah. it is a better show. I agree. I think that it started out because the first the first couple seasons were so frustrating that it was hard to enjoy they it. They needed but I, a learning curve. They did. And you know when it started to get good to me? When they, and I love this character that Ruben Blades was playing. Yes. When they finally did, when he confronts his wife and he's seeing her hallucinating that she's real but she's dead. Yeah. That whole series. His whole of, story. Of, brilliant. I right? thought his was one of the strongest storylines and when his daughter's trying to get to him. Yes. before, And it's uh, like, the I felt like. It started to get good then, right? Then it started to get good. But so it was that good, season, but it, yeah. And yeah. it was getting better. I just yeah. feel like the first season was just so frustrating. Yeah. And then I wonder, did they ever find out what happened to the planies? Remember the planies was the, the little interstitial show where the people were on the plane. Oh. And this is where the Asian yes. American girl was. They what had a crossover with, with Fear the Walking Dead. See, that's why you need to watch Fear the Walking right. Dead. Because I missed crashed, that. And they had a little yeah. moment with the Fear the Walking Dead Because that was very early. That gives you clues to the early epidemic. But I can tell you what I can do without this stupid red machete thing that they were yeah, doing. What's that? What was that? I, I don't even... Eventually, I... Given the way that the Walking Dead series has operated, we will figure out why Red Machete is relevant and it will be weave, weaved in. It was just a machete that they were using that went from person to person, whether it was a good person or a bad person in these commercial breaks. Who has time for that? Uh, yeah, we don't have time. I don't. I need to we get don't. up, go Anybody to the bathroom, get some popcorn, you know, do some things on it's commercial true. So you're like me. You can eat popcorn. During, a lot of people can't eat during The Walking Dead. I can eat dinner popcorn. I'm good. Oh, girl, I am not phased. I'm not phased. Listen, I know Mm-mm. it's fake. Blood and guts. Okay, so. It's all Caro syrup and, and uh, food color. Yes, it is. It. It's not real. It. It's not real. It's all makeup. Except make-believe. Zombies, happen <clears throat> but and we're ready and we're ready because we watch the walking dead and fear the walking dead we will be ready amen hallelujah i'm gonna say call you won't have a meeting point girl yeah. bring your family Word. i bring my dog because my dog's gonna live i'm gonna get some guns hello I might have some, but we gonna talk about we'll that. Talk about that right now, right podcast. Now. <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to the <sighs> royal wedding. Good evening, <laughs> citizens of London. I'm so excited. So very, very pleased <laughs> that you all made time. May to I be introduce Prince, Prince Harry, and what are they gonna call her? The, it's not going to be print. Well, that you can call her princess, right. but not officially. The royal. She's going to be the princess. The Duke and the Duchess of Sussex. The Duchess Sussex. of Sussex. Sussex. <laughs> I cannot be more excited about this royal wedding, and we get to watch it together. We're going to watch it together. I'm so excited. So originally, just a little bit of backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually did you know, beg my way onto the list to go. I was like, I've got to cover the royal wedding. I made the case. I pitched it to my boss. Damn. And then, of course, Winsome's graduation from college falls right on the same day. Oh, my God. So, you know, it was one of those parental existential choices. <laughs> yeah. I, and step one, try to talk Winsome into skipping graduation yes, and going, and to, going England. to London. And that was, of course, step one. And then my boss said, Really? <laughs> that, that's not. That's a bad choice. Don't yeah. do that. And, you know, so I was talked out of it by my much more moral boss. Yes. <laughs> and so we, you know, and Winston was actually down with it. Wow. The great no. thing is, Winston was like, sure. She don't want to miss her graduation. But she don't want to miss her graduation. Yeah. So we're gonna go to the graduation. Yeah. But yes, it's gonna be amazing. And Jackie Reed and I will be on set together. It's yes. gonna be so much fun. Chris Witherspoon's gonna be there. Oh my god. It's gonna be so much fun. We are going to. Um, we are gonna have fascinators. Yes, on. we are. Gonna have cocktails. Cocktails. We're trying to figure out if it's a Pimm's cup or a a, a mimosa. We're trying to figure out what to do. Yeah, because I think we should lean more towards what Meghan Markle would drink. Would would drink because she's making so many changes. Yeah. Um, with these royal nuptials because of her background, her you know she's making a speech. The cake is different. There's so many things that are going to be different with the ceremony. Yeah. Um, because she's an American and because she's who she is. But I'm wondering who's going to walk her down the aisle. That is a very good question. So we do know that there are going to be some nods that are going to be very different. there's a um, the the uh, the Methodist Episcopal minister that's marrying them is an African American, a black yes from man Baltimore, from Baltimore, which yes. is amazing. Obviously, the fact that Meghan Markle is black, um, you know, she's uh, her father is white, her mother is black. Bishop Michael Bruce Curry, the right royal, I believe, the, the most reverend, yes, Bishop Michael Curry, yes, 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 um, is going to be marrying them. I, I just feel like everything about it. To me, it's so Diana. Because the thing that was remarkable about Princess Diana was the way she stretched the boundaries of the royal family's attitude on race. Not only the fact that she was dating Dodi Fayed, which caused a lot of an uproar because he was an Arab um, and a Muslim, but also the fact that you can tell that she deliberately raised the kind of boys who would date 
a black girl. Yeah. Right? And that would feel good about bringing her home to marry and become a princess. Right. And change the way things are done. I mean, the queen had to sign a royal decree yes. in order for them to get married because she was divorced. Yes. You know, um, she's an American. There were so many things that they had to change. Yeah. And she signed it so that they could get married. Yeah. And I'm so excited about that. But her family is getting Ooh. on my last nurse. Child, but the I daddy's do. side. Let's, let's not get the mom Well, let involved. me say, I'm glad it's not the black family. Amen. Because, you know, she's half black and half white. And and you know, <laughs> I'm glad it's, it's not, not the, the black, black people. people. <laughs> black people behaving quite well, and the mom seems to be lovely. Her mother is lovely. But her daddy and his family his are fa- crazy. Her stepsister, who's writing this tell-all book, who says that she's the one that advised the father to take these pictures with the paparazzi, of paparazzi getting ready pictures. for the red for the wedding and get paid for it. And then her brother um, pub- publishes some scathing letter to Prince Harry saying, you know, you're making such a mistake. She's such a horrible person. But meanwhile, why didn't she invite us to the wedding? Well, why do you want to go to the wedding if it's she's right. such a horrible person? And they obviously want fame, fortune in the spotlight. And it's like you want to glom onto her. You listen. Man, goodbye. Bye. Miss me all day with that. I'm all glad day. none of them are. You know, but they're in London anyway. Of course they are. A lot of them are in London, even though they're not invited. Because you know what they're going to do? They're going to be on TV. They're going to be on yes. all these alternative Doing shows. all these interviews. Trashing her. Tacky, the father. I mean, okay, first he does this thing with the paparazzi, taking these photographs. Then he regrets it, but he talks to the media about regretting it and announces that he's not going to come to the wedding. So then Megan basically begs him, please, father, don't do this. And he's like, okay, I'm going to come if my doctor says I can come. Because, oh, by the way, I had a heart attack last week. So then he has to have some medical procedure. And then he's like, okay, I'm not going to come. Man, sit your ass down. Please sit your ass down. This is her moment. She is becoming a princess. She is the literal black American Disney princess. Yes. And the idea that you're not just ruining it for your own daughter, which is bad enough and immoral. Yes. But think about all the, I mean, Megan is inspiring to young black girls everywhere. Everywhere. And women. We never get this moment of being a princess. And for young black women with all we're dealing with out there right now. I feel like she is a symbol of change. Mm -hmm. She's a symbol of possibility and opportunity. And no, being married is not the only possibility and opportunity. Being a princess is not. It's not. But there's something magical about it. And we don't have these magical black girl moments that often and i think I we need to let this happen let her have her moment damn it yeah and i and i and i love the fact that she's uh you know a feminist you know she says that but she she's modern honey she's she in very her 30s. modern she made the the choice to say you know what i'm gonna quit my job i'm gonna leave my home country and i'm gonna move because people forget because she's been criticized for this that she is she does a lot of work in philanthropy and she's a humanitarian. And as a princess, you know, with with the royal government, she'll do a, be able to continue a lot yes. of that work, which is very important to her. Absolutely. And the thing is that she'll have a platform. I mean, listen, yes. I, I'm not going to pretend that I knew a lot about Meghan Markle before. I so did. she had a medium-sized platform before. Yeah. Now she'll have a global platform. Yeah. And she'll be somebody that everyone knows. Yes. She's somebody that people can look up to, young women and young men. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of responsibility. And because Harry is not in line for the throne because mm-hmm. they've changed the rules now He's way which there. is also quite feminist of the queen that they've actually changed the rules of succession meaning that not only will prince william be in the line of succession after his father but his daughters as well as his son his george sons, yeah so the daughters the are in line sons. too two yeah. sons and a daughter so now we have this line of before succession we even get girls. to harry yeah and so harry's like sixth in line for the throne yeah so he has less pressure but he also has a great opportunity to be the face of the royal family yeah and then megan is coming up there and putting her own spin on everything. I mean, she's going to make a speech at the wedding. Um, she's changed it for years. I mean, for years, um, Joanne, they have had, I don't know why, but fruitcake as the mm. royal cake. Ew. She has changed that. She's yes. like, I'm going to have a lemon and elderflower cake. Yes. These are her favorite flavors. It's elderflower? Yes. That's Hello, St. Germain. Germain. Yes. Come on now, choir. So we might have to have our cocktail just be our favorite cocktail. Well, there it is. She's, we can do a little lemon. Look, we can do a little limoncello. Yes. A little St. Germain and a little Prosecco. If we do Prosecco, a little limoncello and St. Germain, that'll be our lemon Girl. elderflower liqueur. Is vodka too much? Child, let's put some vodka in that. <laughs> we got to be on TV. <laughs> but you know what? It's We're going to be on TV for four hours. I know. We'll need a little liquid courage. Five hours. Yes. So we're going to need a little pick me I agree. Up. I gotta say, be let's do it. Cup. Let's do it. Let's do I it. I think we should do it. Did you watch the movie on Lifetime? So 
I did not see it. I have not been home to watch, but I do have to say, I've seen clips of it. Yeah. And the clips are great. I saw the clip of them meeting uh, for dinner and he was late. Yes. That was adorable. It was 40 minutes late, but I love how she handled that because a lot of people, and I think to myself, you know, I probably would have (laughs) left. Yes, Jackie Reed, you would have been like, where is this phone? Oh, for real? Bye. You going to roll up in here 40 minutes late? Bye, Prince. Bye, Prince. Bye. You, you and your crown get to step, and I'm out of here. <laughs> I, and I probably would have just apologized <laughs> for you him being late. Yeah, I, I'm the other end I'm of the spectrum. I'm sorry you're late. I'm so you? sorry you're late because he's a prince. But also, we're wondering what, um, you know, the the when it comes to royal weddings, something borrowed is always a big thing because yeah. it's always a tiara. Yes. Um, and are, is she going to wear one of Prince's dyes, Tiara? Right, so what did, um, when William married Kate, mm-hmm. what was her borrowed thing? Do we remember what she bought? Because she, she had touches of Diana as she well. She did. I, but yeah. I, I think that she wore a crown that was that was associated with Diana. Yeah. But they're saying that Meghan may wear something straight from the queen herself. Mm. Yeah. I love the fact that the queen is embracing this. She loves her. I love it. In the movie. On Lifetime. Yeah. There was a moment where um, when Harry came to ask the queen for permission with Megan by his side, she said, let me show you something. And she took them upstairs to what I would equate to because I've never been to Buckingham Palace. You know, this royal photo, you know, gallery. Mm And um, there's a picture of Princess Charlotte, Mm. you know, of Mecklenburg. Yeah. And um, who's black. And she says, this is a line from the movie, you know, Harry, you're of mixed race as well. What? And I was like, word. I mean, but I did this story. You know, that's why Charlotte is Can you is recount known. this Princess Charlotte story yes. for folks, I, I'll, I'll give you briefly what I remember from my interview. So it's a black woman who I want to say was from Italy, somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Um, she was black and she married into the royal family. Huh. Um, and some... They, a lot of times they would paint portraits of her yeah. and they would change her features to make her look less African-American. But this one painter did her with her natural features. Oh. And you can see based on her nose, lips and everything and her her um, yeah. skin color that she's black. Right. Um, and when when the when the British settled in the United States mm-hmm. in North Carolina, Charlotte, that's why Charlotte is known as the Queen City. Oh. And Mecklenburg pa- uh, County in Charlotte, <gasps> which is, is she's from Mecklenburg over in Europe. Right. And Charlotte is named after Princess Charlotte. Jackie Reed, you have once again made my day your knowledge. <laughs> I love it. So they're both of mixed race. And by the way, the royal family, um, they have such an interesting lineage. I mean, they're all related to the German royal family, the Habsburgs and all that. So mm-hmm. all the royal families are all related. The Romanovs who were obviously famously mm-hmm. murdered um, in Russia, the Russian royal family, Russia the Austrian Japan. royal families. That have <laughs> they're all related, the Spanish royal family. They're all distant cousins. And so every so often, they, yeah. they refresh the bloodline by marrying a commoner, marrying somebody outside yes. the bloodline so that they can refresh it out because they're all sort of interrelated. Yeah. Um, and so it's always fascinating who they choose. And Diana was an interesting choice. You know, she was sort of from outside as well to bring yeah. something new. Yeah. And obviously, I think you have to say that Diana really brought something truly new. Yeah. And the way she raised those boys, even though she didn't live on fortunate to see them grow up those are her boys there was a moment in this movie and i keep referring back because i and i wonder how true to you know actual events it was where yes please hit me off um or top me off i should say yes, <laughs> don't yes. hit me don't hit um, me <laughs> but there was a moment where william where william where uh harry and megan have a fight mm-hmm. And um, when he defended her after the the um, media over in Europe, you know, said things about her being from Compton and right. all that kind of stuff. Um, he defended her and wrote that letter to the media saying, listen, back off. She's mm-hmm. a good person. And she was she got mad at him, according to the movie, for defend. I can stand up for myself. I'm right. my own woman kind of thing. I was like, girl, you're crazy. So she broke up with him. What? And her mother pulled her to the side and and said, I want to show you something. And she queued up. The day that um, they had the funeral for Diana mm-hmm. and she said, look at that little boy walking behind his mother's casket. Mm. They forced him. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. had to walk behind while he was grieving. His head was held held down low. Remember yeah. that? I, remember I, I, I will that never moment. forget that. It was so sad. And she said, 
he you know he probably believes that the media killed his mother yeah you know with everything that happened so of course he wants to protect you from that if yeah. the media is attacking you yeah man megan ran out of that house and ran to the airport and stopped the plane from taking off and was like i love you i it was have so great. to see this movie i you have to see so it. inspired by these by their little rom- by their romance i, know. I and of, of course harry is the fun prince he he's is. a ginger he is. He i love his ginger hair he's swagger and hangs he's, out in africa all the time and he's a handsome one too he, well, they're both handsome they're both handsome but it used to be that he was the funny looking one and william was the handsome one yeah he was a little nerdy was looking awkward, coming up but now but now harry's fine he grew into it he right? grew into his own he's good looking he's rugged and william lost his hair and william lost his hair and so he's harry's scared. like harry's like the fly prince he is so she married and i but i do love both of those boys i think they are so they're so well representative of i mean i'm you know if you're a royalist i mean there are mm-hmm. a lot of people who are small r republican who are against the idea right, right. of having royal families period it's interesting that i think a lot of americans are more into it in some ways than brits oh, are yeah um, but I think that what they symbolize is that that monarchy had to change. It had to modernize. And those two young men are incredibly modern. They are Diana's legacy. And yeah. I do, I, I, I did love Princess Diana <clears throat> just because a lot of things she's in terms of Africa, in terms of, uh, you know, reaching out to people with HIV AIDS. She was the first yes. world to touch a black person without a gloved hand, yeah. to touch an AIDS patient without a gloved hand. And I just feel like it's a good thing for the monarchy to have them it's a as great the thing. I mean, those boys are definitely an extension of their mother totally. without question. And the fact that Prince Harry is marrying a black woman and got the queen to go to with change. It. And by the way, I thought he was going to marry Rihanna for a second. Oh, I know. That chemistry was real, real, real. That would have been too and much. And that would have broke the universe. Even though I love Riri. Hello, it Navy. Broke the universe. Love her. But... It would have broke the whole yeah. world because she's much more famous than Megan. Can you imagine if Prince Harry is marrying Rihanna? Oh, my God. That would have been crazy. And and that's not Rihanna, Rihanna's bag. You know what I mean? No. You have to really be able to kind of follow a lot of rules yeah. and regulations and things like that. And Rihanna's a rule breaker. She's a rule she, breaker. She's kicking down and doors. Megan and I love her for that. going to be like a Grace Kelly, meaning yes. that Grace Kelly was famous, but she was enough removed from being Hollywood. Yes. Like she wasn't. It wasn't like Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, so exactly. She was, Sec- she was just lowered down enough in the tier where she could walk yeah. away from Hollywood. Yes. And Megan is at that point, too, where she can walk away from the Hollywood thing yeah. and become the princess she was meant to be. I can't wait to see I what she wears. Let me say what oh she wears. We I can't wait to see wearing? the dress. We don't know. We don't it's know the designer. Thing. We know her mother is wearing Burberry. That we know. Okay. But we don't Come know on, what Mama. Megan is going to wear. I can't wait to see the mother. I can't wait to see I'm her. Obsessed. I can't wait to see. Let me say this because, you know, I love Wendell Pierce, the actor who yes. played Megan's father on the show Suits. And now. Now, I put it out there on my social media, but everybody's talking about it, that wouldn't it be amazing if he walked her down the aisle? If he walked her down the aisle! What? Hercules! 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 Because Let it happen. There are members of the Suits cast are going to be there that are there. They're yes. already in London. If you look on their social media, yes. people have like um, Donna, who plays the redhead on the show. She's in Paris. You see pictures of her with her daughter. Louis Litt is in London. Is it true that the episodes are all down now that you can't watch Suits now? I don't know. See, I've never seen it. So, but I, I heard that little rumor that you can't now, you can't watch. I it don't now. think so. No, no. they're okay. they not watching. Is it good? Is it worth watching? It? it is so good. Is her husband on the show coming to the wedding? That let me tell you. At first, I. I was like Wendell Pierce should be the one to walk her down but if Mike Ross walks that girl down that aisle that was her love interest because their romance on the show was just one thing that you just love because he had such a crush on her for like the first two seasons and she was not paying Harry him not any mind that. it would be cute they're all friends listen when she was on the set she had a house there Harry would be up at her house all the time wow. he knows everybody the only thing that's missing from this wedding is the Obamas and I know that Harry no. and Meghan want they don't want to have any politicians no politics. Or, or any political because leaders because you know why they can't bring the Obamas because, because they have to bring yeah it would be they it would don't be have to it's their wedding well it is but the protocols remember they are still the head of government the head of state you know they're the sort of head, state head and symbolically it been, symbolically and so it would have been awkward unfortunately Trump has made Trump it so makes that us feel awkward go. every day. But how much do you want to bet that when they have the real, real party, like they have to do everything formally now, but when they have the real, real wedding party, the one after, yeah, it's going to be the Obama, Serena Williams. It's going to be a cat. Probably and the Oprah, Spice Girls are the coming. Spice Gr- so Shout. excited. They're going to turn up. They're going to turn up. They're going to turn it is going to be up. so good. We're I both so excited. Wait. So we're going to have a great time. I'm not even going to be sleepy. I'm going to try to sleep from like nine to one just so I can get some sleep. But I'm going to be really excited. I don't know. If I'm nine to, to one at night. 
because I have to sleep. Because you we ain't take going Winsome to sleep. out for her graduation. Oh. We got to do the graduation dinner. Then my 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 goal is I got a hotel. I'm gonna sleep for like three hours and then go. But I probably won't be able to sleep. Do you have to work on Friday? Yeah. Well, no. Just oh, that's the graduation. graduation. Yeah. Oh. But then I have to work. I have to do my show after on Saturday. Girl. So I'm gonna be tired, but it doesn't matter. I'm gonna be so full of adrenaline. I, I'm gonna and be. Our I don't know if I'm cocktail. gonna be able. To, I know. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to sleep the night before. I might not be able to sleep. But I'm gonna try. I don't know. It's going to be fun. Oh, it's going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. And let me just say this before we wrap up this talk of the royal wedding. Anybody who is kind of like me on the royal wedding, I'm not watching. No big deal. But they were all excited for Princess Kate. Okay. Don't talk to me. Race. Yep, don't talk to me. Race, yeah, I, don't see you. Me. We see I see you. We see you. If y'all went so crazy over them baby over, pictures. Okay, yes. And this is an American. This is your country Thank woman. Thank you. This is a sister who is part of our, our American family. Look. Becoming a princess. And that you're not into that? First of all, I don't understand you. I don't understand it. Let your hatred show through because I want to see you. Let your freak flag fly. Let your confederate, confederate flag fly. Your confederate fly. freak flag Let it fly. fly. Yes, I want to see I want to see this you. This has been a public service announcement <laughs> from the read cousins <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay so we're Moving on. we are starting a new segment here because we just had to it, there were just too many incidences going on mm-hmm. sick and tired of being sick and tired mm. girl so sick so sick tired. and tired of being sick and tired that white lady in california mm. who called the police on black people barbecuing barbecuing they say her name is are you ready for this let's have it doctor no Jennifer Schulte. What kind of doctor? They say she's a um, some kind of I, I'm not sure psychology something like that. She's professor a psychologist at Stanford. Oh come on! And now Please. Stanford is denying that she works there, but she did graduate from there and got her doctorate from there. Mm. So what's going on? Mm. And, and then you have uh, Aaron Schlossberg, and lawyer, meaning he has not just a bachelor's degree but a law degree. <laughs> Works in Manhattan, mm-hmm. a you know New York City being a a place teeming with every manner of immigrant group. Lots yes. of people from Puerto Rico live here that are Puerto Rican, that are you know Puerto Rican Americans. Uh, lots of people from all over the world are here. But mm-hmm. somehow Aaron Schlossberg couldn't handle the fact that when he went into Fresh Kitchen in Manhattan in Midtown, uh, there were a couple of workers talking to customers in Spanish. And we're going to play a little bit of what he said, but go on. And by the way, he goes off on them, says, I, my guess is they're not documented, threatens to call ICE on them, demands that they pay, speak in English, and then he says the following. Clients at your yeah. staff yeah. is speaking Spanish to customers when they no, should be speaking. Very violent. I mean, sometimes they do. Yeah. Yeah. Every person I listen to, he's spoken, he's spoken, she's speaking it, it's America. They, they, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. You're, yeah. He's saying it's America. is to ICE to have each of them kicked out of my country if they have the balls to come here and live off my money I pay for their welfare I pay for their ability to be here the least they can do is speak English um boo Aaron thing one not your country okay you don't own it you Mm -hmm. you, do you think you have a right over these people start with the conversation with the native americans first but go on exactly you think that you have some special ownership give me all your papers where'd your people come from Mm -hmm. where'd your grandma your grandpa where they come from you You don't know where do these people come you don't even know if they were born here born there you have no idea number two the united states does not have a national language there is no national language. You can speak any, any language, language you want. And mind you, these people were talking to a customer Correct. Who, spoke, who spoke Spanish. Correct. And they were having a conversation. 
that hit that did not involve I Aaron Schlossberg. You I weren't involved Spanish. in their conversation. Yes. People can speak whatever language they want. It's called freedom. We have the First Amendment, freedom of speech, meaning freedom of speech in any language you like. You have people, if you go into parts of Williamsburg, who speak to one another in Polish. This you is have New York in Little City. Italy who speak to each other in Italian. I walk down the street all the time and hear people speaking all kinds of languages. All the time. All the time. People in New York, especially in New York. In New York. Boo, you can't leave your house. It is the most international city on, on, in the, on the planet. It's the most international city in the world. And you the, want everybody to speak English? And talking about it's your country? Boo, you don't own anything. It's not yours. Man, sit down and several by times. the way, your little website for your little law firm touts the fact that if you call to use the services of that law firm, that you, that they, that you can be spoken to in English or French or Spanish. Well... So you're touting the fact that Spanish is spoken by your at your law firm, but your employer. Mm. So meanwhile, he's a Trump supporter, and he'd give five hundred dollars to Donald Trump, and that's it. Five hundred dollars to Donald mm. Trump. So maybe he's not that successful of a lawyer, but clearly because you know. But the the reality, the bottom line is because you don't know where he got his degree from. We don't know where he got his degree. Could have been that from, is true. Could have been Trump University. Listen, but the reality is, I feel like in the Trump era, we see we're seeing more and more and more of these incidents. It's not clear if more are happening, more are being documented, or if something about the Trump era is freeing people to feel like they can act out in public in ways that are blatantly racist. But here's the thing: it's not just backwood rednecks. People look. The lawyer, this woman in California, is a doctor from mm-hmm. with a degree from Stanford. Correct. These, and I feel like these types of things, you know. Long time ago, it was little things here and there, mm-hmm. right? Then it turned into big things. Mm-hmm. You know, Trayvon Martin, um, Sandra Bland, Philando Castile. You know, it, it seemed to be more of a pattern of things right. going on. Mm-hmm. But now, these things, Joanne, are happening like every other day. Every other day. And it, and it, it starts out being mainly a story about policing, about police killing people. The Stephon Clark case. Right. Where a neighbor, white neighbor in a suburb calls the police on a young man who just happens to be in his own grandmother's backyard right minding his own business you as the neighbor had a car vandalized and so you decide that guy must have done it right but the, police come and kill him but now we're talking about but that, that's what i'm saying it, it it used to be like this was the trend it was that it was philando castile it was those kind it was sandra mm-hmm. bland but now it's like the woman calling um the police on the black woman st- women staying at the airbnb right or the it's black Starbucks. woman at yale who's lying down on a couch in a common area right. at yale, and she's a yale student and the same white girl that called the police on this student called it on another black male student before and and the thing is is that you go mm-hmm. back to the george zimmerman case where he was Constantly calling 911, Hello. constantly calling the police on black people, yeah. constantly alerting the police that this black person looks suspicious and that black person looks suspicious. It's just in that case, he didn't wait for the police to come and shoot uh, Trayvon Martin. He just did it himself. Yeah. But you now you have this trend of that kind of incident, because the thing that was so jarring about the Trayvon Martin case was that it didn't involve police. Right. It was a civilian right. deciding to act like a cop. policing. And that's what these people are doing. They're and, using the police right. in these cases. As an instrument. Right. Of their own because Zimmerman called the police, people. but they told him not to do anything. But he ignored that, so he tried to get the police Correct. involved. He tried to do the same thing. Yeah. So what we have now are these patterns where just being black in public spaces means that you are a threat to yes. someone, and so people feel like just seeing a black person in this space makes me uncomfortable. Barbecue and not just black people. You had the Native American students who went on a college, college tour. tour, and then a white woman who's on the tour feels uncomfortable with their presence, and so it's like we're now having a thing where, you know, white America has to have a conversation with itself, yeah, about whether why does this brown or black person just being in the space with you, which isn't your space, you don't own public space. You don't own it. It is and, a space you are in and, with them. And a black person being in that space, if that irritates you, that's Leave. not illegal. It's, it's not. not. It's not something that you should call the police for. And if you do call the police, I think they call knowingly, knowing that this could go in a in a really deadly. bad way. It could become deadly for that black person that you're calling the police on. It, it's one. You know, I was talking to some friends because we're, we're working on a town hall that we're doing at work about this, but. And I was saying to some friends that, look, I'm very reluctant to call the police on a black person. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot for me to call 911 because I feel like 
I'm only going to call the police if I'm prepared to see this person die. Right. Because I understand that when you call the police on a person who is black, especially a black man, you are essentially saying, I'm willing to take the risk of watching this person die. That's why so many black women who deal with domestic violence. Don't call the police. Don't call the police. You, you're like, do I, am I willing to watch him yeah. die? Yeah. And so when for me even, and look, we're educated people. We live in nice neighborhoods. It doesn't I matter. I think twice before calling the police on anybody black because in my own mind I see where it could go and that it could be that person's death but not only do we as black people think twice about calling the police on anybody black we're not really big on calling the police in general period if we saw some white people barbecue and maybe they're doing it illegally we minding our business we minding our business we minding our business we are not do you boo that ain't got nothing to do with, with me with me right and, and the idea that you feel you have the authority to decide who can barbecue where Boop. that you decide what takes place in this space that is when people say oh privilege isn't real privilege means I decide this is my space. Yes. This public space is policed by me. And if I don't feel you should be in it, I will call the authorities to remove you. But the girl at Starbucks, you would think that it, I could see if like 50 people came in the restaurant. They were just going to sit and hang out and just be on their laptops and not order anything. It's Maybe two go to people. Bed. Two people. How is that affecting you? How is that? To me, I'm telling you, it is nothing but racism. Yeah. And more and more, I, I'm going to call it. More and more of these situations, incidences are going to happen where white people are just going to call. It's going to be a lot of copycatting like a threat. going on. It's just like, you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to call the police on them because I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Black people have your phones ready. Have your phones, have your phones ready way, to record. Aaron Schlo- our, back to our friend Aaron Schlossberg, mm. who the new the threat that's used against Latino people is I'm going to call ICE. Right. You're speaking Spanish. Ergo, I get to decide that you're right. not in this country legally just because of the language you're speaking. Yeah. You don't know that. But you have decided that this person must be not in the country legally because they're speaking Spanish. So the threat is, I'm going to call ICE on you. Right. It's the same thing as calling the police on a black person. Because they're speaking Spanish. And, and because you've decided that you, Aaron Schlossberg, get to decide what language people get to speak in public. Yeah. You are not at Aaron Schlossberg's home. You are at the Fresh Kitchen. Right. You're not you even in your own office. Fresh Kitchen. You're not even no, in your office. No. And you don't own... Fresh Kitchen. No. You don't own that Fresh You're Kitchen franchise. In there. You are just a customer, but you, Aaron Schlossberg, feel that you have the right to decide who gets to be in that space and what language they can speak while they're there. Listen, if I want to go in right? and speak Klingon, Anything I, I can do whatever I want. First Amendment, boo. I can't I believe can speak it. whatever I want. And by the way, again, I don't know where Aaron Schlossberg's family is from, but let's just say his family had emigrated from, let's say, Poland. Mm-hmm. I, you know, my, my son has a good friend whose family is Polish. Mm-hmm. And when, when, when a young Polish person has a grandparent that came from Poland and still speaks primarily Polish. Right. Are you telling me that if that grandma goes to Fresh Kitchen and is still communicating in the language they were raised in, are they by default suspicious illegal unwanted no he wouldn't care if they were speaking in that language he wouldn't care he would not care and i and i rest my case he he is he does not care he at all and what we're finding now is that you have a people like aaron who are deciding to police because we've also had incidents of people calling tsa or calling the airline steward Mm -hmm. when someone is speaking arabic yeah and saying this person can't be on this plane with me because they speak Arabic, because I don't trust them. And so you get to decide who's trustworthy, who belongs, who's legal. What On what basis, Aaron, yeah. do you decide that? And see, what, what the dangerous thing that happens here is that this may cause, hopefully, it will cause police departments across the country and organizations like TSA to start you know, rethinking the way that they do their jobs and the way that they respond to calls yes. and the way that they handle things once they arrive on the scene. But it also can get into them saying, you know, it can interfere with people actually reporting actual Real crimes. Right. Because people like me are afraid to call 911. Right. Period. But and then when you call 911 and they show up and they should really evaluate situations differently, but it may cause people, all people, to hesitate mm-hmm. when they call police. Yep. And, and I when think they see it, something that could be an actual crime. And every time that we have these kind of conversations, people will ask that like, we do Facebook lives and stuff. Well, what can we do? I'll tell you what you can do. I go right back to my voting thing. Here's what you could do. I think every American should think about voting in only politicians at the city council and state representative and state Senate level 
who are willing to pass laws that make it a crime to falsely report a fake crime. Mm -hmm. If you, Aaron, or the lady with the doctorate in Stanford, if you call the cops on a non-crime, a a, a nuisance call, a frivolous call, your behind should be arrested. You should pay a fine. That should be a misdemeanor. That should go on your record. So that Aaron or these people, if you're calling the cops on somebody for nothing and that inconveniences the police, uses their resources in a way that is wasteful, wastes their time and but, causes them to have to do work they shouldn't have had to do. But see, you should have to be liable for a minimum a misdemeanor. But offense. that's what I'm saying. That 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 law right there could keep someone who actually sees something that could be a crime and they're not certain right. from making a phone call. And that's my fear with that. But that's that these people that are making these calls in these situations mm-hmm. when it's clearly not a crime, right. they're the ones that are going to mess it up for all Everybody. of us. Or maybe there should be some civil liability. I maybe think there should be a fine. people should start suing. Yeah. If you, those guys who went to Starbucks, maybe there's a lawsuit there. Just they, say you had me they, sitting cool to my heels till they two They settled in the morning, for like a dollar. But they should go after the person who called. I want to know. That's what I want to know. I, I want those people out. I'm glad. The man who called the police yeah. on Tamir Rice has blood on his hands just like the cops. Yeah. Because some guy sees a child playing cops and robbers with a toy gun, calls the police that boy is dead because he called police. But for that 911 call, 12-year-old Tamir Rice is alive. But for the 911 call, John Crawford III, who's walking through the toy aisle with a toy gun, is alive. The person who called police never gets enough of a blame. We blame the cops, and rightly, because they come and overreact. Right. But what about the person who called 911? You have to go and live with the death on your hands. The woman that called, like I said, um, and one of them was Bob Marley's um, granddaughter in the Airbnb in California. Mm-hmm. Um, I had her on my segment of Joiner talking about this, and she was like, they told her to put her hand on the steering wheel. She told them no. And we were, Tom Joyner and I were sitting there like, boo, you trying to get shot? She right. was like, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not that kind of person. We weren't raised that way. And I was like, okay. Jamaicans but, don't play that. Yeah. She was like, we were not raised that way. But to me, um, that woman, you never heard the name of the neighbor that That's called nine one one on those women. Yep. And they, she said, seven police cars showed up, and she said she showed them their paperwork. They had the owner of the home on the phone. She said there was nothing, and the officer said, "We don't know what an Airbnb is." And what about and in- that situation? She said when they came to their car, because they were in the car leaving. Right. They had their hands on, on the their holsters. guns. Yep. And you think about the guy who was moving into his apartment on the Upper yep. East Side, Upper West Side of Manhattan. His neighbor, if we find it, it's the neighbor across the hall. We don't have her name. Mm-hmm. We want the names. I want At the names. At this point, we need to make you famous. If yeah. you want to call the cops on black and brown people for nothing, you should bear the responsibility publicly of what you do. Their names get known. They have a police record they've been booked fingerprinted photographed yeah you should be known too they should let people like I, I don't want them to get away from letting people call anonymously to report a crime or what they think is a crime but if it turns out to be a situation where it's just you know people innocently living their lives and yeah. you call police then i think you need to do your due diligence find out who that person is their name and and I think they should apologize publicly or I pay a fine. I think it should fine. be a crime. I think it should be a crime. I, and I hate to, and I, I understand what you're I saying. Think, I don't think it should be a crime. I, I hear you, though. And it frustrates me to no it end. Would, it would be a deterrent. If you knew that if you put a false police report but out, you I, were a criminal, you wouldn't do that. But if you saw something and you weren't certain, and the whole thing, you know, in New York subways, if you see something, say something, you may not be sure. And not just with people of color right. that are in activity, but it could be people across the board, yep. right? So if you see something, but you're not sure and you hesitate and then it turns out to be something, yeah. I'd rather, I, you know, I, I don't so know. I'm so afraid to call police that I can't even imagine I'm not afraid to call the police. Because I honestly, I feel like because I, maybe I've just reported too many, too many of these cases. Yeah. But that. If I'm not prepared to see that person shot, I don't call police. Well, it depends on what it is, right? right? If it, it's a crime, like you see somebody killing someone. Like I saw a guy I, when I was living in Brooklyn and I was uh, walking my dog and I saw this brother manhandling a woman 
Yeah. And it, and she was very afraid. And it looked like either he had abused her before in her just because she seemed so afraid of him and she wasn't screaming out. Right. And they were we were like on a, a side street. So it was early in the morning. There weren't a lot of people. Yeah. I called the police. Yeah. I didn't know what their relationship was, mm-hmm. what the nature of it was. But it just seemed like that girl was in da- that woman right. was in danger. I called the police. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I hear you about that man could end up shot with that situation. And I get it. And I feel for that. But I I felt in my right. And I don't regret it at all. No, calling the police in that situation. Right. But this is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's exactly my point. There may be those situations where you see something. Right. And you're like, and you may say, you know what? Let me mind my business. Right. Let me not get police not involved get in, in this because yeah. I could be wrong. And people who think she brought that on herself and all that right. kind of crazy thinking. But do you see what's happening though, Jackie? We are creating such a toxic relationship and, and sort of a, a sick relationship between black people and the police. Yeah. We're both afraid of them. Yeah. We're afraid to call them. I agree. And we're afraid not to call them. Our relate the, the relationship of people of color and police is so broken yeah. that you almost have to revamp the entire system of policing, the entire profession. Because they are over being overly used. They're being used by a lot of white Americans as sort of their, you know, their way of just making their space less uncomfortable so they're not really reporting crimes they're reporting discomfort they're saying i'm uncomfortable with this person in my in yeah. quote unquote my space so i'm going to use the police to get rid of them because i don't want to do it myself i agree i think we have and to the come police up are being used as babysitters social workers we're asking them to do too much and at yeah. the same time for a very we little pay we were afraid of them and let me just say this i love the police I appreciate the police. There are many times when I'm glad to see a police officer. I've got brothers retired cop. i got friends of the cops. i got plenty of friends of the police. I'm with you. It's like one. The good ones are amazing. The good ones are amazing. When they're good at it, they're good. And there are overwhelmingly a great number of good cops out there. And I just have to say that. But there are some bad apples out there. And there are some that should not be cops. Ever. Because they are racist. Yep. You know what I mean? Or they're working out some like anger from high school when they were like bullied or they power were trips. the bully. Power they got trips. a power trip. But they're, they're racist. They're afraid of black people. They don't yeah. understand black people or brown people or people of color. And you should not be a cop if you're right. dealing with those issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's a it's a complicated thing. And the sad thing about it is when we had the Obama administration and when President Obama was there. There was an attempt, at least from Eric Holder on down and his successor, yeah. um, Loretta Lynch, to try to tackle that and All deal gone. with police reform that is gone gone we have no initiative coming out of the federal government other than be more brutal yeah. you have the president of the united states now saying be more brutal and that's the thing that's why all of this is happening and you you alluded to that earlier all of this has to do with the age of trump it's people it, are it, free they feel I'm people feel emboldened who i am and if i hate black people i can say it. i can say it and i'm and it's and i'm i am supported all the way from the president of the United States. And it's like I said, it's not these these rednecks and people like that in the back country. It's your neighbors. It's, it's your coworkers. Lawyers, doctors. It's the lawyers. It's the doctors. It's the people you're walking past, mm-hmm. you know, working with, seeing at the store and all the kind of it's people that you interact with on er- at every the fresh market. Telling people what language they are allowed to speak in his country. Boo, it's not your country. It's all of our country. And people can speak whatever, whatsoever language they want. I wish I would see him on the street. And you probably will. He lives in Manhattan. Girl, he lives right near the Fresh Market. He's right by the Fresh Market. We should go over there. And people have been inundating his law firm. And here's the reality, dear. You probably need clients among people who speak other languages. Wake up. It is 2018. Mm -mm. But here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. Look at all those people that gave money to George Zimmerman after the whole trademark thing. And he'll get he'll a get new, money. He'll get a job. Irony. With that name, Salzburg, he'll probably have a new alt-right following. Yeah. So ironically enough, people who really hate him and people like him will be his new base. That'll be his new client That'll base. be his new clientele. If, if the president doesn't hire him to be part of his maybe administration. Maybe he can replace Rudy Giuliani who's doing such a bang up job. <laughs> we're not even going to get into we're that. We're not getting into Rudy. Alright, well we are going to wrap man, things man. up. Let's we- wrap it up. <laughs> yes, and let you should follow us on social media. Facebook and Instagram at Read This Read That on Twitter. Leave off the last T for saving. Ting 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 ting. And be sure to tune into AM Joy this Saturday and Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on MSNBC. I'll be 
on there on Saturday, but we'll be together. And please remember. Please remember. That starting at 4 o'clock in the morning. In the AM. We'll be having tea and crumpets. Tea, crumpets, <laughs> pins, cups, fascinators. Fascinators. And princesses. For the royal wedding of royal Meghan wedding Markle. Royal wedding of Lady Meghan Markle. And she'll soon be the Prince Duchess Harry. of Cornwall. Yes, what, she what is it? Sussex. Sussex. Tuesday and Friday at 8.15 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also on NBC's New York Live in the colonies. Weekdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you happen to be in Boston, we don't like Boston because of that ugly tea party situation. We We don't want to talk about that, Joanne. Only high tea will be discussed on the hub today. All is forgiven. All is forgiven. All is forgiven. All is forgiven. At <laughs> 11 to 12 30. 12.30 Standard Time. Yes, I did. You approve. Yes, I approve. You will watch Jackie and Joy. I approve overwhelmingly. Overwhelmingly. Megan Markle. Welcome to the family. <laughs> Thank you. And the Queen says it's all. <laughs> she says she's swarthy. <laughs> but she's acceptable. And that does it for this episode of one of my favorite podcasts. Read this week, guys. One of it is our absolute favorite. You're part. absolutely right. Rule Britannia. <laughs> and thank you for tuning in. Goodbye. Goodbye. Cheerio. <laughs> pip, 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 pip. Clinkity, <laughs> <laughs> clink in a Pim's cup for all. Oh, my God. Okay, we're done. We're done. And we're done. I have a bad for this bad.